Welcome, everybody. We're not doing an intro today. This is probably going to be a shorter podcast because Jesse's got some stuff going on. Uh, there could be come, someone coming on uh, like mid-show to give Jesse some shots and stuff. So we decided <laughs> we decided no intro screen today. We're just jumping right into it. We're going to do Summer SummerSlam Survivor Series uh, review show, basically, for y'all and answer questions that you guys have. So um, before we get into all that, Jesse, how you doing today? Doing good. Busy, busy day. I had an OB appointment. Cleaning people came, and um, I have to get a shot every week, so a nurse comes and checks me and makes sure everything's okay and gives me a shot. And because Thanksgiving's all wackadoodle, making everything wackadoodle, they're coming now, so maybe in like 30 minutes or so, I may have to run, and that could take 10 to 15 minutes, depending on, I don't know, I've never, this person's different. So Steven will just kind of go chill and go over stuff or rant or do something, and then I'll <laughs> hopefully come back. Just go on so, some... Some rant that gets the entire show canceled while you're gone. Yeah, really. Just actually cancel us. But yeah, so. But I wanted to get going before 3 because I know 3 is a big busy day on Wednesday. So I was like, let's just go. Yeah, just do it. Um, And yeah, so Thanksgiving tomorrow. Happy early Thanksgiving to everybody who's watching yeah. this and listening. Um, What are the plans for Thanksgiving for you? Doing just something with your family there? Um, Well, my husband works. He works for a big big company that is retail um so every year even though they're going to be closed on thanksgiving he still has to work so he works so we never have like an actual thanksgiving so we're going to go over to my parents and um hang out there and then me and my mom are going to go black friday shopping we only go to like joanne fabrics nice. <laughs> we don't do like best we just i tell you joanne fabrics got them deals i'm telling you so we just go to, like one or two places and then we just go home we get like we're more about getting stuff to decorate for Christmas, not like gifts. So then we'll do that. We kind of already had like our family Thanksgiving on Monday, so. Nice. Yeah. yeah well, uh. What are you going to do? Going over to my, uh, my dad and stepmom's place. Yay. So that'll be nice. And, mm. uh, watching football, that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I'm a I'm a very big fan of green bean casserole, and this is like the only time Me of year too. that like anyone ever makes it. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm making mine with panko crumbs this year. That's a good call. Um, definitely a good call. Let me know how that turns out. Because my I will. my dad makes it a little bit different every year. Like I feel like he sees stuff like throughout the year on this like a random like cooking show, and he's like, okay, I should add that into the casserole. I should take that out of the casserole. But it's a little bit different every year. Um, Ooh. I saw somebody. Alton Brown has a good recipe. Who? Oh, 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 yeah, I know that guy. Is he's like the like the scientist, right? Like the food scientist. Good eats guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and Dylan, what's up, man? Welcome back to the chat, Matt. Welcome back, Corey. I don't know if you're still in here, but I see you. He's, Corey's always, to Corey's credit, he is always the first person in the chat. Like no matter when it is, yes. he's always the first person to put a message in there. So we always appreciate that, Corey. And I saw some tweets yeah, from you. Corey. I need to catch up on. I saw some Ring of Honor stuff that you sent, and I am definitely going to watch that. I love, I love these little random Easter eggs of wrestling stuff that Corey is uh is always he's putting so out there. He's so good at that. Yes, he's like a wrestling savant or something. He's like, he has like he a, is. he has a very like, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but I guess that's probably the best way of explaining it. He, he's able to like channel these matches and shit that like. I have seen most of them and have either forgotten about or it's like I've been all it's been a long time and I'm like dude this is awesome don't can't believe that this guy's just randomly bringing this up um Scarlet in the house I got party started yep party started party started get those down 
As as always, y'all, with the uh, Tim, what's up, man? As always, we are going to be going through the card basically from the start of the show to the finish of the show. We're going to give you our opinions on who won and lost these matches and all that stuff. If you want your voice heard, if you want questions answered, if you want to talk about, you know, your opinions on people winning and losing certain matches, um, we're also going to talk about the Undertaker's uh, farewell and all that stuff. So. If you have opinions on these things, stuff that you want us to for sure cover, or even anything non-WWE, if you want to talk a little AEW, Impact Wrestling, even MMA, whatever it is, um, just send a super chat, and there's also a donation link in the description right underneath this video. Both do the same thing. We'll make sure to uh, prioritize your question, comment, statement, whatever it is. And I apologize if y'all might be hearing the, uh, the slight sound of a... It might be a lawnmower. It's hard to tell with, my, with these on, but... For days, for, for days now, it's been wood chippers cutting up trees and lawnmowers oh, right outside where I record. So, um, it isn't too bad today, though. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, let's, uh, you ready to just, like, jump into Survivor Series? Talk let's about this jump in. Let's do it. Why is there, like, that extra little bit of white there? I don't know why that's happening. Oh, well, not that it matters. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's just the OCD. I didn't see that. the pre-show, the, the Battle Royal. I did not see it at all. So, yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, either did I, to be honest. Didn't okay. watch it. Um, I must have been watching football at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, the Miz won. That's not really surprising. I, I He's got the money in the bank. No cash-in. No cash-in. That really wasn't too surprising to me because I, I don't see him beating... McIntyre or Reigns for it. Like, I don't know how they're going to deal with that whole... One of the two is going to have to get the living hell beat out of them, I guess, for yeah. the Miz to... And if they put the belt on the Miz, like, what? I just don't understand. Like, I'm a Miz fit. Fuck. Oh, I'm... Before anybody's like, oh, he hates the Miz. Okay. This is a fucking <laughs> Miz hat from... This is before Whoa. he was even training. This is when yes. he was on the Real World Road Rules, Ch Road Rules Challenges. He had just started training. I had to go on B Miz or uh, what? What is it? Uh, be good, be bad, be Miz .com and oh buy this gosh. when he was training at UPW. Okay, y'all. So like, Whoa. I'm a longtime Miz supporter, but in 2020, I have no desire to see the Miz as WWE champion. When you have this, just the most one of the most stacked rosters of talent ever, and it's like the Miz is yeah. the guy. Like, how is that still makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Uh, it's it makes wild. No sense. So, so anyway, I, I feel like there's not a whole lot either of us can talk about there. The Miz nah. wins. Um, I guess it would have been kind of cool for Dominic to win, but at the same time, I am so... Like, they've done such a great job of just, like, ruining the entire, like, Mysterio family thing with the Buddy Murphy and all that. It's just, like, anything associated yeah. at this point, I'm just not interested in. Um, yeah. I thought Steve was about to go hardcore. Oh, what's up, Joe? Joe. I almost said Joel. Joel. Dude. What's up, Joel? Um, the only time Miz was good when he had the IC. The Miz has had some decent runs, but it's uh, 2020. It's like, what the hell? Anyway, starting the yeah. show off, <laughs> we had a 5-on-5 Survivor Series match. And I actually wound up turning this on. I must have been really into whatever was going on in football. Oh, the Vikings were playing. That's why. I was like, I was what yeah. I forgot. I forgot what I was so paid attention to that I wasn't paying attention to the, to the beginning of this. Um, by the time I turned it on, the only remaining members of SmackDown I think were Otis 
and maybe Jey Uso or something like that. Like, it was only, like, two people left. Yeah. And Team Raw ran the whole... This ran Dude. it, right? So, yeah, thoughts on this one? I mean, first of all, I was really shocked. That I feel like... I mean, I get this year that Drew versus Roman was, like, the bigger draw and the big main event. So I understand that. But to have, like, your Survivor Series match be the first on the card makes no absolute sense to me. Like, and they were... Who who won the night? I'm assuming it was SmackDown. Like, there was no keeping score. If this was really for bragging rights, why weren't we keeping score? Why did we not know which brand... Like, brand supremacy? We don't even know which brand won, like, with the, the tallies or whatever. It was, like... This match did not matter. This did not matter. It was weird. It was ridiculous. It was like. Well, Jesse, let's be honest. This entire show didn't matter. Like for that same reason. Like it wasn't just this match. It's like every one of these matches. It's like non-title. I think it's champion versus champion. But like, who really cares? You know what I mean? It's kind of wild. I mean, it was like. This, and then just on Monday, just to hear them talking, just, it, oh, God. You know, I was thinking, oh, my God, Steven was right. Because you know how we had talked about how Matt Riddle, you said you didn't like when Matt Riddle talked stupid or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I, but I kind of like it. No, dude. I was like, you were absolutely right. I hated it. I hated it so much. Corey with the huge super chat. Corey. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. Oh, my God. Did you yeah. hear us earlier? We were putting you over big time, man. Corey with the super chat says, Hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you like the thing on OnlyFans, Jesse. Lots of love, prayers, and positive vibes for everyone in the chat. Thank you, Corey. I will check my OnlyFans tonight, as always. You know that. Um, seriously, I, I'm sure I'll like it. I'm sure I will love it. Thank you so much, Corey. It really means a lot. And yeah, for real, positive vibes to everybody. Yes, thank you, Corey. We were yeah, we were literally just talking about you. Don't know if you missed it, but uh, thanks for sending me all those random wrestling clips, like especially the PWG stuff, Ring of Honor stuff, and the uh, like, like the Pro Wrestling Noah stuff, and and all that. Like, I really appreciate it, and thank you very much for that super chat. That yeah. was really really nice of you, and happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, but yeah, the Matt Riddle thing is that it, that was interesting. I don't get it. What happened? Yeah, so I'll I'll say this, and I have to pre- I always kind of have to preface it right now with what's going on with Matt Riddle because I know he's in the middle of like a lawsuit deal right yeah. now outside the WWE. That stuff aside, I'm a big fan of Matt Riddle. I have been since the UFC. Like I followed his whole MMA career from the time he was on the Ultimate Fighter through his last UFC fight. I got to meet him at independent wrestling shows, and he has always been nothing but super super nice to me. So he's a guy that I do root for from that perspective. So when he made it to NXT, I was very happy. He had a really good NXT run. When he went to Raw, I started getting worried. Or SmackDown and now Raw, it's like you're getting worried. And this is the kind of stuff I really feared when it came to Matt Riddle. It's like the WWE's going to see him as like this goofy stoner. And yeah, he's supposed to hell a lot of weed. Like that's not a secret. But he's not like a complete dumbass of a human being either and that's in and yeah. he, he he the way he speaks like he kind of talks like that but he's not saying a whole bunch of stupid stuff like he, his cadence is kind of similar to what you're seeing on tv he's very oh bro you know i don't really care bro just it's all good bro you know he's just very he very you know it doesn't take things seriously and i, I like that about him 
But yeah. when you're up there and it's like, I, so I did watch part of Raw. It was all, all I watched of Raw this week was very short and it, it was Matt Riddle talking and I can't remember what he said, but like very early on, it just turned it off. It was like, <laughs> it was more that like fire faced. Oh no, he's like, he's talking, he's like fire faced oh, yeah, and, and mong views. Yeah, I Mom. thought it was funny at first, but that it was just like. Well, no, no, he had like a backstage thing. He yeah. was talking to somebody, and it was like the dumbest conversation. Oh no, he's talking about making uh, pizza flavored yogurt, and I was like, that, what? "Yeah, what was that?" I was like, "This is so stupid." Like, wh this guy can legitimately beat up everyone on your current yes. WWE roster. Like, a Brock Lesnar aside, which that's even a pretty good fight. There's nobody that can fight this, that can beat this guy in a real fight in the company. And he's out there talking about pizza flavored yogurt. Like, what the fuck? Uh, anyways, uh, Dylan's wrestling stuff with Super Chat. Thank you very Yay, much, Dylan. Dylan. Um, go ahead. Go for that again, Jesse. Okay. Sorry, I gotta move this. Okay. It, thank you so much, Dylan. You rock. So it's Corey. Everyone rocks. Everyone in the chat's rules. Thank you so much, Dylan. It says, I was still surprised when Raw and Sky eliminated. This is what I want to talk about. When Raw and Sky eliminated early, but due to the dominance of the Raw side, they swept SmackDown. Thank you so much, Dylan. I wanted to talk about that. You must have missed it. So Seth Rollins, like, tags himself in in the beginning of the match, right? And just sacrifices himself to, like, the greater good. And, like, gets pinned and just leaves. And I was like, oh, he just wants to go be a dad. Like, he's going to go be a dad. Like, Becky Lynch is due, like, now, I would assume. Like, soon. Sure. Like, beginning of December, I think. And so, you know, he's he's got bigger fish to fry, my friend. But then people were saying it's because he didn't want to look at Matt Riddle or something, which I don't understand that. But it was very, um, it was very bizarre, but it made sense because... I think Seth Rollins does need to go, you know, be a dad. And I guess the best way to do that is for him to, like, have some Messiah meltdown and to just sacrifice himself and leave. And that way it kind of protects him. Because he's kind of, like, I guess in kayfabe, in canon or whatever, he's kind of the only one that really stood a chance other than Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah, that's very strange. I actually read, like, I was reading the results and I saw that he did something like that. But, so that's, that is what happened. He just... Straight sacrifice him himself for the teams. Yeah. So laid himself out, man. It's weird. Yeah, and if I mean the I've heard a lot of stuff about Seth Rollins not liking Matt Riddle, like for real. Like I haven't you heard know. that at all, so Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it has to do with Matt Riddle's issues that he's dealing with outside of wrestling right yeah, now. Right. Um I, I don't I have no idea. Um I mean, I know there are a lot of veteran wrestlers that don't like Matt Riddle because... So here's the thing. I, I, I get it. There's there, there's definitely, like, a respect level that uh, veteran wrestlers, I think, should get in, in most cases, right? Like, if you're Booker mm -hmm. T or you're Chris Jericho or you're these kind of guys that... Or Goldberg. These kind of guys that Matt Riddle has, like, went after on Twitter and basically made fun of on Twitter. Um, it's shitty uh, it's, it's shitty to have, to be like gold even you can have your opinions of goldberg or whatever but it's like the guy is a legend he he did have a huge run in wcw he his comeback in the wwe a couple years ago was really well done in my opinion like i sense then like the saudi stuff with undertaker was terrible and, and that kind of stuff but oh, the, the point the point is most wrestlers are just gonna have that respect for a guy like goldberg or a guy like booker t who you can say is like 
one of the best tag team wrestlers ever, one of the best singles wrestlers ever. Like, you got to show the kind of respect. Chris Jericho, my favorite wrestler of all time. Like, and yes. and Matt Riddle has you know made fun of these people and jabbed at them for years. And I understand maybe someone like Seth Rollins that could have something to do with it too, where he's like, this guy doesn't respect what we do. But at the same yeah. time, I do, I kind of like it because it's like what sets Matt Riddle apart from the others is he can actually kick all your asses. So he can really, <laughs> so he can really kind of say whatever he wants to. Cause if you're Bill Goldberg and you're used to just intimidating people to get what you want. And then Matt Riddle's in front of you, literally taunting you being like, all right, bro. And Goldberg's like, I'm not your bro. And he's like, oh, whatever, bro. It's all good, bro. And it's like. The worst thing when you're trying to make someone mad is them not getting mad. Yeah, and just, like, parroting what you're saying back to you yeah. as a joke, you know? And, yes, it's disrespectful, but it's also, like, that's kind of what makes Matt Myrtle intriguing to me, is, like, if Goldberg actually yeah. stepped to him, Goldberg's going to sleep, and Goldberg knows that. Like, so there's nothing these people can really do about it. Now, mm -hmm. I, now I don't know if, uh... I don't know this, what Seth Rollins' issue with him is. I don't know exactly what it is, so I don't want to speculate, yeah. but um, I have heard that, so that is interesting. Huh. See, I had never heard that, so that was new to me. Um, I just figured he wanted to go be a. I just figured he wanted to go be a dad. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think that's I think that's where it's heading. Like for sure. Like I don't think he'll be on TV for a while. That's just a guess, though. But um, moving on, we had the tag team championships. Now, I mentioned a minute ago that this pay per view didn't matter, and I meant that from like a brand, per, you know. A supremacy uh perspective the survivor series aura kind of thing right the brand versus brand all that shit but there was a couple really good matches and this was yes. one of them the yes. street, street profits went up defeating the new day and i yeah i thought this was just really 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 good i thought it went longer than 13 minutes to be honest like this was a, longer than that yeah this was a really good match um all four really talented and it's one of these things, honestly, like when I went into the match, I, this is, you know, this is actually meant as a compliment to the others and not a diss to the, the one guy I'm about to mention here. But like going into this match, I'm like, oh yeah, Kingston, Xavier and Montez, like this is going to be awesome. Angelo, I'm kind of like, I'm still like, I, he doesn't do a whole lot for me, but he was really damn good in this match. And I was like, yeah. And he looked real good. Like everything he did was good. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm giving this guy enough credit. I think I've been wrong. And uh, and and so I put him on that same level. I think Montez Ford is more athletic, and he jumps really high. And that's and frog splashes are ridiculous. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch, and I think he's going to be a big single star at some point in his in his career. But uh, but I've been sleeping on Angelo a little bit, and I got to admit that. So um, well, good for you. Yeah. So that was uh. I thought it was weird that Big E came out with them, then then left. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of weird, but uh, but yeah, I thought this match was awesome, and the Street Profits winning, I'm totally fine with. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Yeah. yeah, I really liked it. I really really enjoyed it. I love Angel Dawkins because he's a Buckeye, so um, he's cool in my book. He's super over to me. I and I, you know what? I had said I was worried about injuries in this match, and there was one point in this match where my heart stopped and that was when montez for i don't i can't remember was it kofi or xavier who dove on the outside and landed oh, on montez Ford. and one of and them was out head, of the way it looked like both montez were probably supposed Ford, to catch him. yeah yeah his head bounced off the floor so hard 
Yeah. I was like, he's done. I was like, I could not believe he was, I mean, thank God. I mean, it looked very padded. So, which still, I mean, it still hurts like heck, I'm sure. But my, I was like, oh my God, he's got to have a headache. Like, I thought he was concussed. I was like, how is this match going to go on? But I'm telling you what, man, they still went through it. He still did all of his things and did his moves. And this match was really fun. And I knew it was going to be really fun. I was just a little bit scared. But that that scared me a lot. But other than that, and other than me, like, kind of keeping an eye on him and making sure he was, like, still there, you know, I really enjoyed the heck out of this match. I thought it was one of the better matches on the card. So, loved it. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, I'm down to watch this again uh, whenever. Like, these are the kind of matches, similar to, like, the New Day and the Usos, they want to out... They want to doing it a little too much at, at a certain point, but, like, the first, like, four, five, six times I saw that match, it was always really, really good, so... Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just, like, adjusting my mask from the person phone. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Um, after that, we had Bobby Lashley defeating Sami Zayn. This was... You know, all these are champion versus champion, so I guess it's really not worth... You guys you guys know what's going on in these matches, if you watched it, you know, of course. But yeah, this is kind of what I expected. Like, it was basically Lashley, like Sami Zayn running from Lashley, and, you know, what did you think about the match and the result? It sucked. I hated it. It's pretty... It's uh, so dumb. Yeah. Sami like, Zayn, like, Zayn's very unlikable. Like, I gotta give him credit on that. Like, he's really yes. good at, like, getting people to really, really dislike. Because he's an incredible wrestler. But he's done a great job lately of, like, really making me dislike him. Which is his job. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know he's very, uh, very cocky. Very, um... Very, um, in your face. My, yeah. uh, yeah, my brother saw him for the, it wouldn't have been for the first time, but he doesn't remember, you know, a lot of this stuff. And Sami Zayn, my brother was watching this with me, and Sami Zayn came out, and he was like, is this guy's character that he's, is that he's homeless? Like, that's the first thing he thought yeah. when he saw him, and I was like, and I was like, actually, like, kind of. Like, kind of. like he, he, like, went home and quarantined, like, and for, like, the SCW. whole year. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely trying to put up vibes that he, of, like, a, uh. I'm trying to think of the right uh, person. Well, definitely entitled, but like the way that he, the way that he dresses reminds me of somebody who's been like out in a desert, just like by himself, like just beard, fucking huge beard, hair, hair's dirty as hell and long and just looks like a guy who's just been like plodding out in the desert somewhere for like, you know, (laughs) like by himself. Um, Dylan with another super chat. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, Dylan. Dylan, thank you again. Super appreciate it. He says he basically reiterates what we said. Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley was an absolute joke. More comedy and a complete waste of time. Could not agree more. Yeah, I agree. The sad thing is the two of these guys should really be having good matches. But I, I definitely agree with Lashley winning, though. Like, this was the right move. They got to do everything they can to protect Lashley right now, I think. he's The Hurt Business is awesome. Yeah. I, I love the group. Um, Just FYI, the uh, person coming in my shot is probably about five minutes away. Okay, cool. Five, ten minutes. So if I disappear for a little bit, just keep going. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Um, what we'll do, guys, is if Jesse has to go, I will. Uh, I'll go through the rest of these matches, and then Jesse will come. We can come on and 
uh, just give your thoughts on anything that I've gone over okay. so you can talk about that. And while you're gone, I'll just, uh, I'll talk to the chat. So, okay. um, we might get through these matches anyways in the next couple of minutes. Uh, so we mm-hmm. had Sasha Banks and Asuka, um, I mean, this was a good one too. Like, I, I mean, this was really good. I actually yeah. really enjoyed. This is probably one of my favorite matches on the of the night. Actually. Yeah, I loved it. I honestly, I thought Oscar was gonna win. Me too. But this was great. I mean, Sasha Banks is like on her A game. I mean, my God, she is doing great. This was super fun. Like, I enjoyed the heck out of this. I. This match actually felt like, I guess because, you know, Sasha's whole, she can't ever defend the title kind of thing. You know, she can't ever get wins when she's the champion kind of thing. Right. It kind of did have a, lo- a little bit more meaning than the other ones, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I, they both did great. And, that, like, the counter submissions were really cool and just, I don't know. I really, I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good as well. Um, two of the best, yeah. you know, they they really are two of the best in the world at what they do. They really are, and I'm, you know, I'm. I, I guess the only reason I'm torn on it is because I, you know, when you see stuff like this, like these are two really high level wrestlers, right? And I would, yeah. and and this is where I think the brand split like really hurts is because you could have this just incredible women's division where it's like right. just the best of the best. And I'm not sitting here like shitting on specific people, but there are certain women that I just don't think, I mean, the same with the men, by the way, it isn't just secluded to women. Yeah. Like I want to see the best of the best every week. Like there's only so much TV time and I want to see the best. And like, these are two of the best, like we should be seeing stuff like this on the regular, like if it isn't the two of them, it's like, okay, well, Oscar and Bailey isn't supposed to happen because Bailey's on the other show. Like, that's a really good match that I think people would want to watch. Like, there's, there's Charlotte and she's gonna miss. I and you get with the men too, but because I guess there's less women, it's one of those things where I'm like, the if they have one women's division, like one women's title, I think that we'd be getting just consistently great matches like this, like often versus mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm watching. Some of the people that we're going to talk about here in a second, it's like, I think there's just a big difference uh, to me with, yeah. with some of it, you know? So, yeah. like, so speaking of, we had the the five-on-five five Survivor Series match. Um, Team Raw, which was Lana, Shayna, um, Lana, sorry, Lana, Shayla, Nia, Lacey, and Peyton Royce versus Bianca Belair, Ruby, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia, And, yeah, uh... So, I'll, yeah, I'll just say real quick, because I know you're going to have to go in a second. Actually, give me your thoughts first, and then I'll... I'll okay. Um, I think we all kind of... I mean, I assumed Lana would be sole survivor. Um, just, I'm done with the petty bullying stuff. Like, they were all pointing and laughing at her. Like, okay, women are... I mean, yeah, women can be catty or whatever, but women are so much more than that, and... Like, you're doing anybody, even men, a disservice by doing this, like, elementary school bullying, like, storyline. Like, it's not getting her over. It's making her sit in the corner and cry and become sole survivor is not going to make her over. It's not. And I and you, she just has this chronicle where she's crying 
because she's talking about how there's not as many live fan experiences, so she can't experience real people. So the only real people she's seeing are people online bullying her, and WWE is doing her no favors with this. And it's like, I feel so bad for her. I feel bad for her. Is she a really good wrestler? No, honestly, she's a better manager. But at least don't, like, emphasize the fact that she's a joke. Like, sure, I get they were trying to do this big comeback thing, but it just, the way they went about it was just awful. It was just so silly. That's all I was paying attention to was Lana. I was not paying attention to stuff in the ring. I was paying attention to the commentary table because I thought she was going to be put through the commentary table or Naya was going to get put through it. This was just ridiculous. Peyton Royce looked really good, though. She did good. But other than that, like, this was just... The way they went about making her sole survivor was just all wrong. And I I could go on, but I just was not pleased. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely echo all that. It's... I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. Um... I don't feel bad for Lana, like, as a performer. I feel bad for mm-hmm. her, like, outside, like, getting bullied. And I feel bad, um... I'm trying to think of the best way to, to put this. I really try to be, like... <sighs> Why, as a wrestling fan, should I give a fuck about somebody getting a title shot? Because that's where it's heading, right? It's like, Lana's gonna get the title shot, and she'll probably wind up being the she champion. She did. Okay. No, she did get a title shot yesterday. Okay, so I... Or Monday. Spoiler alert, I really didn't pay any attention to Raw last night. <laughs> um, so... How... As a wrestling fan, as a fan of professional wrestling, right? Which is like... I know wrestling has changed a lot, but a lot of what I like about wrestling is it's like an athletic contest that's... It's like a fight simulation... It used to be a very macho thing. Like, guys like Randy Savage got me, and Hulk Hogan got me into wrestling, and the Ultimate Warrior. And you can have opinions of all these people. Like, it's totally fine. But it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, and it's like these kind of people. And now, the people getting title shots are winning matches by default. Like, just, like, they, just they were just there. Like, they're not in the yeah. match at all. They're just there. Just stood there. And crying. Because they can't stand up for themselves. Like, if you're... It's different if it's any other line of work. If if it's any other line of work. If you're like... If you're a woman that goes into your job in retail. And every day you walk in, there's another girl that's there. Who has more friends. And she's bullying you. And you gotta eat lunch by yourself. And you're crying every day. That's one thing. That's... But when you're a fucking... Your job is professional wrestler. Basically, fake fighter. But however you want to call it. You, like, like people bully you, then you, you fucking, you fuck them up. That's the whole thing. That's what this is, like, all about at the end of the day. It's like, how, how am I supposed to get behind somebody who can't stand up for themselves in a sport? Like, imagine a UFC fighter doing this. Like, imagine, imagine a UFC fighter getting bullied at a press conference and crying instead of getting in that guy's face and being like, oh no, we're going to fight on Saturday. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Like, I'm going to make you eat all your words. This is just a girl crying on the outside of the ring getting title shots. Like, it's so dumb. And then the other stuff that, that Jesse mentioned, like, is just salt in the wound because she actually is dealing with bullying in real life, and that isn't cool. Like, I'm not advocating that at all. But then they're going to do it to her on screen, too. 
and she's basically getting a push based on getting destroyed every week through announce tables. Like, how? How? How are the how are the championship love and the fact that after she won this match, she's in the ring for like what seemed like an eternity. I'm the winner. I'm the sole survivor. I did it. I'm the best. You were on the outside of the ring crying on the ring steps. And won by default. Like, how are you celebrating this? Like, I I feel like anybody who likes this is taking crazy pills. Like, people can think whatever they want. You can be a fan of whatever you want. But, like, you've got to be kidding me. And I know Lana has a lot of fans, by the way. Like, like her as a human Sorry. being... I'm just yeah. trying to, I'm just also trying to make it clear. Who's a human being? I am separating out of this. Like it's, yes, it's, it's important. Sorry. They haven't gotten here yet. Scarlett just came in here and she was like naked. And I was like, Oh my God, you've got to wear clothes. Um, it's very important to distinguish between CJ Perry and Lana. Like we are not talking about CJ Perry, the individual. We're strictly talking about her character and wrestling. Yeah. Well, and and once again, like the keyword there is in wrestling. Like you're a yes. you're a quote unquote fighter who can't stand up for yourself to the point where you're crying. And like, like I don't know if you heard, but like imagine a real a real fighter doing that. Like Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate are in a press conference, and Misha Tate's going, "You know what? Stand over there. You're not worthy of this." But and she's just crying in the corner. Can't wait to see that title fight there's a, a girl who's a, who's so intimidated in the job that she does for a living that she's crying over it and she's getting oh, title I shots. Go. Yeah, go for it. I will uh I'm gonna keep up with the chat here. I'll I'll hold off on talking about the main event until you get back. Um alright chat, let's see what you guys are talking about. Um Jay Z says creative is shooting the bed on a consistent basis on Monday nights. I mean I agree. Um I think Raw's a really, really bad show. And I, uh, it's, it's hard. It, it sucks saying that y'all got to real, like understand. I've been watching raw for like 30 years and I know that there's people who've been watching longer than me and, and some newer fans and stuff like that. And it isn't so much about longevity as the point being like, I've stuck with the show for a long time before, you know, I'd say probably around 10 or so years ago is when I started really seeing like some warning signs, but then they kind of pulled me back with a lot of the NXT stuff and showed me a lot of promise. And they signed a lot of really good wrestlers off the Indies and from other companies. So there was a little while there when like Finn Balor was coming up and Kevin Owens was coming up and Sami Zayn was coming up and Neville was coming up and yada yada where it's like, and even when the shield came up, that was a really big deal. It really kept me back in as a fan. But now what I'm seeing all the talent in the world, this isn't the talent's fault. But it's the writing is so bad. It's so bad, y'all. Like, um, what else do we have? George Hook says he's right. The longer thing is getting old. How many times do these people have to keep banging her around? Raw is boring, except for Brand Alexa. Um, so and that's an opinion thing too. Like I, and here's the other thing, y'all. If there's something that you like, that's that's up to you. You know, like you're totally allowed. So like the Bray Wyatt and Alexa thing. I don't care a whole lot about it, but it's because I'm not really, I don't really care about Raw just in general. I feel like if I miss Raw, I'm not missing anything important. And that's, that's wild from somebody who religiously watched this show every single Monday, no matter what else was going on in my life for like 30 years. And I'm at a point now where it's like, mm, I don't really, you know, 
I'll read about it. I'll let Jesse tell me about it. I'll listen to the Fightful Post show. Hear Denise and, and Sean talk about it. But that's, you know? Um, but I know people do like the Brain Alexa stuff. And that's good. That's a highlight. Like, that's something that a lot of people are, are really getting behind. And um, just because I don't really care a whole lot does not mean that it's bad by any means. Um, and by the way, like, I have, like, you can't see it, but I have, like, The Fiend's vinyl pop and stuff. Like, I was real behind that character uh, when he started out. But... It's kind of, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes, though. I'm still pretty optimistic about it, to be honest. The Alexa thing, I think, is really smart uh, to put them together. Um, Jesus says, SmackDown has the best story right now with Roman and Samoan Bloodline. Totally agree. Now, that's another thing. I don't watch SmackDown really hardly ever anymore either. But I do go out of my way to watch Roman Reigns segments afterwards. I found out, I find out what he did on the show and then usually WWE's YouTube channel has clips of, of what Roman did or I'll you know find ways of finding it. Um, I think that what Roman Reigns is doing is by far the most interesting thing going on in WWE programming right now. And that includes NXT, by the way. I'm, I'm a huge NXT fan. I even really like the Pat McAfee stuff. I, I know he's a polarizing guy, but like I'm, I love NXT. And NXT TakeOver shows are can't miss, in my opinion. But... Um, but right now, the best thing going on on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT is Roman Reigns, in my opinion. I think that storyline is fantastic. Me and Jesse are going to talk about Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre when she gets back here. But I'm totally with y'all who are... And I and there's people that still, you know, probably still don't like Roman Reigns. I think this is the best version of Roman we're going to get um, for a long time. And I really think it's setting up Roman versus the rock at WrestleMania, uh, for the head of the table. And if they do that, and especially if Roman wins clean, I, that's, that's real big for him. Uh, for somebody who everybody, myself included, shit, I was there in the crowd in Orlando, Florida and in, uh, New Orleans the next year in the crowd. Fuck you, Roman. Fuck you, Roman. You know, I I was there in the crowd doing it along with everyone else. But this different character, this heel character, this head of the table, tribal chief, and and now the way that um the Usos are kind of ha- are like like starting to embrace it, it's a great story. It really is. And Roman is a better wrestler than people give him credit for. He's super athletic. He knows how to tell a story. You know, if the WWE wants him doing Superman punches and spears, that's that's what the WWE wants. I really believe that if we had, I'm not saying that this isn't like a like a AEW versus WWE thing, but like if Roman Reigns was in AEW, for instance, I think he'd be having really damn good matches. Like it wouldn't just be the stories are good. Like I think he's capable of having really good matches, especially against the right opponents. So, um. What else do we have? Retribution is a joke, says George Hook. Yeah, 100%. Were they even on Raw last night? I didn't really watch the show, but um, I know they beat... I didn't. We didn't mention this, but I know that Retribution basically beat Team Raw last Monday, and then Team Raw got a clean sweep at Survivor Series, and then, uh, please let me know, was Retribution even on Raw last night? Uh, George Hook says three hours is just too long. I agree, but the the thing is, they have the talent. Like, there's enough wrestler, enough wrestlers and personnel on the show that three hours it is long. I agree. I think two hours is the sweet spot. But they got the talent. If they had better writing, it's a completely different story. I think. 
Um, on XT, or sorry, honestly, NXT could be better three-hour show than Ross's JGZ. I agree. Um, depending, it, that one's a tough one, right? Because I think part of what makes NXT so good is that it's a little bit, sh- that it is shorter than Raw. And I thought NXT was really good as a one-hour show also on the network before they switched to USA. But the, I guess the... I agree. I think Triple H and his writing and the actual talent in NXT, I think they probably would have a better... Um, but here, here's the problem, right? Is how long would they be allowed to, to be different? Because I think that, like, on SmackDown, for instance, uh, like Team SmackDown, good example, uh, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Seth Rollins, like the three of them right there, they're, all three of them are capable of having damn good matches. The same level of match you're seeing in NXT. Um, like, personally, I like watching guys like Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Uh, I love what Finn Balor's done since going back to the brand and uh, and that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm more interested in what's going on in NXT, personally. But they have the talent. Like, even on Raw. Yeah, Raw's a three-hour show. Well, AJ Styles is still one of the best wrestlers in the world. Keith Lee's absolutely incredible. Um, Matt Riddle can be really good depending on how he's booked. You know, there's, you can be having really good matches on three hour shows. It's just a complete difference in writing. I think and a willingness to let the wrestlers go out and have those kind of matches because on raw, when you see Keith Lee, it's like a five minute showcase match on NXT. When you saw Keith Lee, it was like, you know, a 20 minute back and forth like athletic like showing that this guy has power athleticism he can fly around you know it was it's completely different ma- kinds of matches you know what i mean uh jgz says pat mcafee is killing it right now can't wait for war games i agree i think he is killing it i'm a huge fan of what he's doing and he does one of the best sports shows uh in the world in my opinion the best one on uh, on youtube yeah for sure B-Man TV Live uh, says hello to Jesse. Uh, says Pat McAfee is evil also. Uh, he's he's a great character. Because the thing with Pat McAfee is the IWC hate is, is real. Well, he's trolling, but you know what I mean? Like, Pat McAfee is actually a longtime wrestling fan. A lot of people might not know he, like, legitimately got... He, he was a really good punter in the NFL. Pro Bowl-level punter. And he made a lot of money. And... One night he got really drunk and he bought a wrestling ring, like online, and completely forgot about it. And one day, like three days later, a big truck showed up and started putting a ring together at his house. And that's just the kind of guy that he is. Like, he's a total bro, huge wrestling fan, has a wrestling ring at his house just because, like, he thought it'd be cool. And the point being that he is a hardcore wrestling fan. So... When he's going after the internet wrestling community, he knows what the internet wrestling community really is. And he knows that most of the, that community hates that he's a part of NXT and hates that he's getting matches. Um, but it's also one of those things where I think there's a lot of hate in the fact that he's as good as it as he, as he is. You know, I think there are haters as well where people are watching him going, oh, fuck this guy. Like, it's Pat McAfee. And it's like, well, he's really damn good on the microphone. And his match against Adam Cole was way better than I think anyone ever expected it to be. You know what I mean? He's, he's out there overperforming consistently. And uh, i got to give him his credit for that. 
see, JGZ says, I agree the talent is there. It's creative isn't doing the talent any favors. Totally agree. And, it, and it's going to keep being this way um, as long as there's a 75-year-old man making the final decision on this stuff. Uh, you know, I, and we could talk, that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day, but I don't see it changing. It just, it seems to just keep getting worse and worse, no matter how good the, the talent they have. And here's the thing, like, I know of another probably three or four people that I know have signed to the WWE that I won't say their names, but I'm very plugged in on the indies and know a lot of stuff about when people sign and I just keep my mouth shut because I don't want to ruin relationships. I've told a lot of stuff in confidence, like, hey, five people know this, please don't say anything, but this or that's going to be happening. And it's like, and they're signing and about to be signing a lot of really, really, really talented people. But it makes me worry because it's like the people they're signing, here's a good example. One of them is Alex Zane. That news is out by now. I found out about that probably a month and a half, two months ago. Alex Zane, it terrifies me because the guy is incredible in the ring and he's someone that I think the WWE can mold into a really interesting character. But he's going to probably wind up on 205 Live and just be completely forgotten about. Um, it's happening with Kurt Stallion right now and, and others. But but the, the thing is, 205 Live, to be fair, has been a... I'm more entertained with one hour or half hour or whatever of 205 Live than what I'm seeing on Raw lately, to be totally honest. Like, as a fan that I am, I'd rather watch Kurt Stallion, who I'm a very big fan of, by the way. This isn't a, a this is actually praise to Kurt Stallion. Like, I think Kurt Stallion versus Santos Escobar is going to be a damn good match for that Cruiserweight Championship, and nobody knows about it. You know, no one's paying attention. And I feel like um, that's going to happen to a lot of these people that I've heard of signing with the WWE recently. It's, uh, it's going to be really interesting, because once again, the talent is there, but the writing you, you know who knows and who knows what brand they wind up on you know it's like there's just so many intangibles there you can say the same about a lot of companies by the way like you know like aew good example like i don't know who it's on but i think miro has been a complete flop in aew you know i'm sure people will disagree but i don't know if that's his fault or aew's fault but it, it isn't it isn't secluded just to wwe by the way you know there the writing has to be there the story has to be there the the, the person's got to be right for it but the problem with what the WWE is doing is it's just consistently lame writing. And they seem to be writing more and more for like these demographics that just aren't my demographic. Whereas AEW is going out of their way to cater my demographic, you know? So it's also a difference in, in that too. Like Monday Night Raw, like let's be honest, Monday Night Raw is mainly for children. You know, it's a PG show. Children, little girls. I mean, I think that's a big reason why we saw a lot of the women's evolution. Why we've seen the... I'm not saying this is wrong, by the way. I'm just saying, like, I think it's catered much more towards women than it was in the 90s. Like, in the 90s, like, very few women were watching professional wrestling, I feel like. Unless they were, like, with their boyfriends or something like that. But now it's, like, there's a lot of women wrestling fans. So it's more kind of a lot, like a lot of soap opera type stuff and stuff that kind of caters to female fans. Um, AEW does some of that stuff too. All the companies do that kind of stuff. But over on AEW, they're putting on matches and stories that I'm actually like interested in. And the matches deliver. NXT can, can be said the same. It's catering to the same demographic. Raw's demographic's just... They're not. They're just not catering to my demographic. They're catering to a very young demographic and a very, very old demographic. The the fifty plus demographic. 
Um, which even AEW is like is like nearing the gap on that. So it's like, you know, it's just weird, right? Like the talent's all there on all the companies, but the writing is just so different depending on what brand you're on, what company you're on. So yeah, it just is what it is. Uh, George Hook says, I think Jesse's been kidnapped by the fiend. Uh, yeah, she said that this might take like 10 minutes or so. She has to get this shot. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of killing time and answering questions until she gets back. And then we're going to cover the main event. Um, by the way, y'all, if y'all have any super chats or donations, even though I'm obviously just answering everything right now, when Jesse comes back, we will make sure to address any of those. Uh, we won't skip any of those for sure. Um, any other questions or anything else that y'all want me to talk about while we're waiting on Jesse? Just kind of sit here and hang out for a minute. And by the way, with the demographic stuff, I think it's worth mentioning. We want pro wrestling to be inclusive, right? Like we want everybody to enjoy it and have the biggest kind of the biggest net, right, of of possible fans. But you also have to keep in mind that there's shows like Real Housewives, for instance, right? That's clearly de like the demographic is like there. Real Housewives isn't trying to make a show that is getting me to watch the show. Like they don't care about the the thirty two year old male tuning into. That the Desperate Housewives or or Real House, whatever these reality shows are, right? So that's kind of the other argument I'd make about the demographic thing because I think some people would be like, "Well, you want it to be for kids, you want it to be for girls." And it's like, yeah, sure, you do. You want you want fans, however you can get them, but like you're also alienating me by doing that. So it's like you're kind of choosing the ten year old kid versus the fan that's been watching for thirty years that is now bailing on your company after 30 years, you know? Um, Tim says, what are your thoughts on the new wrestling games coming out? For example, AEW, Wrestling Kill Retromania. Dude, great question. Thank you for asking that. I am, I haven't played WWE 2K in the last two years, which is another testament to everything I've been saying. Um, I, I bought every wrestling game that there was, including the third party titles like uh, legends of wrestling and and even like def jam vendetta and all that kind of stuff right like i every wrestling game i can get my hands on since the i had uh the earlier consoles but the nintendo 64 is the one where i really started buying the wrestling games like as they were coming out so or maybe the super nintendo but you, you get the point it's been a long time and i have no interest at all in buying these uh wwe 2k games so i'm very happy that there's going to be some more options soon I think that Retromania Wrestling is going to be really, really good. It's basically the uh, the spiritual successor to uh, was it what was the name of that old wrestling game? It looks just like it, but newer, um, kind of like Fire Pro. But um, what was y'all y'all probably know the game I'm trying to think of? There was like a really old arcade wrestling game that is really similar to Retromania in that. But anyways, I think Retromania looks really cool. I love the roster. Like, I'm going to definitely be playing as Warhorse. Like, I love that they put in indie wrestlers. I love that they put in, uh, like, the BWO and just, uh, like, the Road Warriors and stuff like that. I'm I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania. The only the only shitty thing is it was supposed to come out, like, a year ago. Um, not quite, but I'm exaggerating a little bit. But it, they, it keeps getting pushed back. They're saying it's going to be February now. So, WrestleFest. Thank you, Tim. That's the game I was trying to think of. Nailed it. Um, but, uh... I, I think it's they're saying February now. I think and and I get it. The pandemic threw a, a, a wrench in the plans. I I'm not blaming them for having to push the, the the game back, but 
I've been waiting for it for a while. I'm looking forward to it. The AEW games, I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm not a big mobile player, so I don't have really any interest in their in their mobile games. But their console games, I am very interested in. I mentioned the Nintendo 64 a second ago. Those are still to my to this day my favorite wrestling games. Uh, WCW World Tour, WCW Revenge, WWF No Mercy, and WWF WrestleMania 2000. I think are the best wrestling games that have ever come out. And I understand the argument for uh, Here Comes the Pain on PS2. I'm okay with that. If people want to put that ahead of it, I understand the argument. But what's so funny to me is people have been clamoring for a No Mercy style game since then. It's been over 20 years now. Or around 20 years, whatever it's been. AEW has been a company for one year. And they go off and they get the developer of the game. And it's like, wait a second, this guy's been available this whole time? Like, the WWE has been just serving us these shit games year after year after year. Lowest rating titles they've ever had. Fans are complaining. People like me, who buy every year, stop buying. And this guy, who's who made the games that we have all wanted back, was available this whole time? And AEW just had to just had to get him on board. It's like, I mean, I, as an AEW fan, I'm ecstatic because I think they're going to put together an awesome game that fans really want. I think Kenny Omega, people can say what they will about him, his goofiness and all that stuff, but he is for sure a, a gamer and he knows what the wrestling fans want in a wrestling game. He's been listening and he's been playing. And he, I mean, I have a lot of faith in this AEW video game but it's just mind-blowing to me that it's similar to, like, the Jim Johnson thing. It's like people are complaining about WWE theme songs getting worse and worse, right? And it's like, I wonder what Jim Johnson's up to. Probably nothing. But he's the one who created all the iconic theme songs that we all know and love from, from our childhoods. And he's probably available. You know what I mean? Like, the people who are the, who are the best at what they do are available. But the WWE, for whatever reason, just giving us something different. It's it's wild. Uh, Terrell says, I have to go, everyone. Grandma's memory. Uh, gotcha. Um, stay strong. Hey, Terrell, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for being a, a big supporter of this show. Very much appreciate it. Um, any other questions, y'all? And the, the video game question, thank you for asking that, Tim. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to AEW's video game. I'm not sure what wrestling code is. What, what is that? I need to look into that. Oh, and by the way, you can throw in uh, All Japan had a game that was, like, identical to No Mercy, but with, like, Stan Hansen and, and those kind of guys. And I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head now, but that game rules, too. I mean, it's basically No Mercy just with an All Japan roster, which is just cool as hell. A lot of people probably don't know that that, that exists, but um, that game was really cool. I just can't remember the name of it. Tim says, the wrestling code will be a mix of realism and arcade. And if you, I think there's another part of the sentence coming here soon. But uh, I'll get to that if, uh, if there's more to that, Tim. Uh, Deshaun says, what about SmackDown vs. Raw 2009-2010 games? Good games. Good games. I When I'm talking about the WWE's games being a really big issue, 
it's more the last handful of years because what they're doing is basically the what i'd call like the madden model which is giving you the same game every year just updating the roster and part of the problem with that along with with that issue with the WWE games is that they're they have an entire year to put them out and they're pretty much putting out the same game each time but it somehow is getting buggier and buggier by the year to where like the game's becoming less and less playable and a big issue that I have with it is the online play and I didn't play it at all this past year they might have updated it but ever ever since the last few years when you play online it's hard to explain if if you weren't playing the game but you basically got a certain amount of reversals that you would start off with as a wrestler so let's say you had five reversals the reversals when you when you use them they'd go away and then they'd slowly regenerate regenerate i guess um regenerate definitely isn't a word and but if you but if you knew what you were doing you could go in you could spam certain moves get people to use all their finish or use all the reversals and then for like a minute or so you can just do whatever you want and they could reverse it and that's what the entire online play became and it was just one giant troll job like as somebody who wants to play these games competitively online it's no fun for me to have to create a character that has a bunch of cheat moves a, bit, a bunch of leg sweeps and jabs so that the opponent blocks five moves real quick and then i just spam them with finishers and signatures and it's just no fun there's no, there's no thought to it. It's just a big troll job. Jesse's back. Are we still alive? Yes, we're still alive. Okay. I mean, it took longer than I anticipated. No, it's been good. I uh, I've been answering questions about the video games and stuff, so I'm good. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then the neighbor kids came over and broke the screen door. So. Gotcha. Um, last thing I want to read real quick. Just this was Tim following up about something okay. we were talking about. It says if you like ECW, then Wrestling Code will have a lot of ECW wrestlers in it. RVD Raven, we got Gangrel in it. When you say we got, also we got Gangrel, does that, did you, or do you have to do with making the game? If you do, um, that's really fucking cool. And if not, like, it's just cool that you know this much about it. Um, Cheeseburger's also in. Wow. Yeah, it looks like it has a really good roster. I didn't even know this game was coming out. What? When's the release date for this? Let me know in the chat, uh, Tim. Thank you for all the information on that. Um, well, Jesse, I I, uh, I hadn't talked about the main event of the show yet, so. What was can, the main uh, event? <laughs> what are we counting as the main event? What, Roman Reigns. Oh, sorry. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. And then okay. also uh, The Undertaker. We need to talk about that, too. Yeah. Um, okay. So getting back to Survivor Series, once again, y'all, um, Super Chats will make sure to talk about anything you want to on, on the show and also anything else that we've been talking about in the chat just now, um, just in case, you know, I don't want to miss it, but. Uh, you're in the Discord. Gotcha, gotcha, Tim. Um, all right, so we had the main event: Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. This match went 25 minutes long, and Roman Reigns wound up getting the win with the guillotine choke. So, uh, so yeah, I thought this match was really, really good. I thought the story was really good. I think yeah. Roman Reigns is the man. Like I was talking about that while you were gone. I just think Roman mm-hmm. Reigns is the best thing going in the WWE on any brand, including NXT, which is. The first time in forever that it's like something on Raw or SmackDown is better than NXT to me. Um, so what did you think about this match and uh, Roman Reigns getting the win here? I thought this match was really fun. This match like went a really long time as it should. I We had both 
you know, predicted Roman Reigns winning. I mean, he just has to. Yes. He just has to win. Like, it's just you can't have him lose. I, I say he shouldn't lose until WrestleMania or even further after that. I, th- I think you, you – any loss is detrimental to his character at the head of the table. I thought this was great. I thought it was fun. That was brutal, which is what I like to see. Deserved to be the main event, even though it's a Survivor Series pay-per-view. This deserved to be the main event because it was every bit a main event match as you could get. Really liked it. Really enjoyed it. Solid wrestling by both these dudes. Had a lot of fun. Appreciated no interference by Randy Orton or anything like that. Or um, The Fiend or anything like that. So Or Miz, which we knew was going to happen. But, um, yeah, I really liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Um, I was I was also saying, like, they got to they gotta do Roman and The Rock, and Roman just got to win. I mean, just push this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, the push that you were giving this guy as a babyface, do it all again, but as a heel. Like, make him the centerpiece of the whole company, but do it like this. I'm totally fine with it. Um... All right, so we've talked about the show. Point out a whole lot more match-wise that we can talk about. We had The Undertaker's Farewell. I'm just going to go ahead and we'll switch to this. Um, I love The Undertaker. I respect what he's done. Uh, I've been watching him a long time. I remember his, I mean, I was very, very young for his debut. I didn't, like, watch it live in 1991 or 1990, whenever it was, but really very, very, very familiar with Undertaker when I became a wrestling fan in the mid-'90s and... Through all the changes and all that stuff. The streak, everything. And I'll just say this. I do not believe for a second that's the last time we've seen The Undertaker. I think he's going to continue to wrestle at least one more match. It probably maybe more than another. I don't think he's done in the ring. Uh, I think that this whole last week was a very weird cash grab. Because he did like hot ones and he did... Um, yeah, he did all these weird promos. Yeah, he did all, the, yeah, all these cameos where he's like, Hi, Granny, congratulations on your retirement from The Undertaker. It's like, okay, um, I guess that's just where we're at now. Um, <laughs> you know, after, I know the WWE, I'm sure, is getting a gigantic cut of that, but it's like, Zelina situation yeah. happens, The Undertaker's out there doing right. cameos. Um, right. It all felt like a really strange cash grab to me. Um, the Undertaker and Sasha, or not Sasha, geez, the Undertaker and um, Snoop Dogg clothing line that they put out is like, if you like it, that's fine. But I just think it's very weird. Uh, I don't know what fan base they're actually going after with that. Uh, like, I like Snoop Dogg as much as the next guy, but I don't see what he has to do with the Undertaker at all. I don't really want a shirt that's like half Undertaker, half Snoop Dogg. The the big collab. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then for him to come out, and I want your full thoughts on this too. I'm going to wrap my, my thoughts up here quickly. My, I, for him to come out with no fans, with piped-in crowd noise, with, like, this is very manufactured moment they were trying to create with no real audience, it was very, very, very weird. And then his little, like, I'm going to make, I'm going to let The Undertaker rest in peace. And it's like, okay. Like, we expected you to say that. Um, but that's it. 
So there's no way this is it. It's just like they're they gotta be waiting for fans again, and this just seemed like honestly, this seemed just like a, a gigantic waste of time. The last thing I'll say about it after the show, he did the podcast with Steve Austin. I listened to the whole thing. That was that was great. That was, I think, the best podcast of any kind I've ever listened to. Like I'm not exaggerating. That, that was better than any episode of Joe Rogan, any other episode of Steve Austin, anything that I've ever done. Anything in the in it's. That interview was incredible because he actually talked about how the streak in Brock Lesnar, that decision was made hours before he was in the building. He thought he would, he would thought he was winning when he showed up to the building. Vincent Mann came and changed it on him. Uh, he talked about, so he talked about the, the, the technician uh, getting fired basically when he, when he got lit up in flames on the way to the elimination chamber. He talked about a lot of stuff that, that fans have wanted to know about that he's been quiet about. And I, I, I really loved that. Um, so for no other reason, this entire week of like weird interviews and cameo appearances and that weird farewell, the one huge positive was I thought that Steve Austin interview was absolutely incredible. So I will say that. What were your thoughts on the undertaker's week and then the actual survivor series farewell for the undertaker? Okay. First off, let me preface this by saying I absolutely respect The Undertaker. What he's done for this business is insurmountable. It's, you can't duplicate it. You can't, there will never be another Undertaker. I think it was appropriate to do something for the 30-year anniversary. Yep. It was 30 years, you know. Yep. I feel like that was very appropriate. I have the utmost respect for The Undertaker. I think he's the best, one of the best of all time. Respect the heck out of The Undertaker. However, I hated this. I absolutely hated this. I thought it did not feel sincere to me. It did not even, it's just, it didn't feel sincere. It didn't feel right. The only thing that felt right about it was it was like a, a thank you taker for 30 years. Like, it didn't feel like a thank you for, this is a final goodbye. We are, we all know it's not a final goodbye. Just did not feel, it felt so flat for me. I'm so sorry, guys. No, 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 you know, you're, I, a, I completely I know I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this, but it's just like, it. A, he deserved fans. Let's just get that right off the bat. He deserved actual fans being there. And, it, you know, the whole 30-year thing lining up, I get it. And he tried his best. I'll tell you what, man. He did such a good job when he was, like, talking and they started doing the thank you taker chants and he, like, kind of stopped and kind of, like, tried to take them all in. Like, but it, it was, was all... That felt, but, it was, but that's the thing. is all, all... But it was all in. fake. I know. That's what made it so it bad. Like, he tried and he, I tell you what, he did his best. And his best was probably infinitely better than mine could have ever been to make it look authentic. Sure. But it just... And to, ha- to bring out, like, literally every person over the age of 65 and then Jeff Hardy and to have them all in the ring, give them all their entrances, and then just have them disappear. That made no sense. Like, that was so weird. Was, and, 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 and Kane out in costume. He's the only one dressed in costume. That was hilarious. Yeah, it's just... And then Vince McMahon comes out and says a few words or whatever. And the, you know, the Undertaker comes out and has his full entrance, you know, as he should, but it does take forever. Walks around the ring, but it's like, man, there was nobody there. And you could just tell. I don't know. I could just tell in his eyes. He was like, man, I wish there were fans here. 
I, the entire time I'm watching this, I'm like, man, I wish there were fans. Like, this just, it felt so insincere to The Undertaker. This felt disrespectful to The Undertaker. I'm sorry, it did. I just, the only thing that really got me was the Paul Bearer thing. The hologram, like that, yeah. It was a bad hologram, but it was very, very sweet. And I thought it was a really cute moment. Not cute, but you know what I mean? It was a very... Um, I know what you mean, yeah. Tasteful. It was tasteful. Like, it was the perfect kind of... Well, like, you, you couldn't have all this without any kind of Paul Bearer, like, something. Yeah, so, like, exactly. Yeah. So it was the perfect way to kind of fit that in. And my husband was so mad at the end of this. He's like, I, I stayed up for this. My husband's working, like, hours upon hours upon hours because he works for a place that does a lot of Black Friday stuff. Yeah. He's like, I stayed up for this. He came out, said a few words, and left. Like, I know that's The Undertaker's character and everything. But it's true. It does. It feels like this was not the final goodbye. And it just, and it just kind of, it just, it annoyed me because they did all of this PR stuff, all this stuff beforehand. It's just a final goodbye, final goodbye, final goodbye, like all week and every outlet, every media outlet they could. And it's like, but you know, it's not, you know, it's not, it better not be. I, I sure as heck hope it's not. Because, like I said, I think he deserves, like, an actual farewell in front of fans. I feel like Undertaker deserves that. It's just – and do I fault WWE? No, they didn't create a pandemic. Absolutely not. It's not their fault either. But don't advertise it as, like, a final goodbye. I think they should have advertised it more as, like, a 30-year tribute. Exactly. Yep. And then had it – maybe him say, say that at the end. Like, maybe it's time for The Undertaker to rest in peace or whatever. Um – but this just did not like, and I, and, and, and here's the thing. I know a lot of people were very emotional about it. Totally allowed to. Absolutely. If you love this, I'm so glad for you, but this was not closure. I didn't feel any closure. I didn't feel any, like I felt more closure and more finality when, I mean, you were there too at WrestleMania 33 when he put his, Yep. Hat and his coat in the ring. I felt way more emotion during that than I did this. Well, and they made this... that the main event in WrestleMania. It really yeah. seemed like, okay, this is Undertaker's send-off. Like, this would have been the per. He fucking vanishes down, like, down below the ramp on his way out with his hand up. Undertaker, like, it was, like, yes. the perfect ending. Perfect send-off. Yeah. And, and the match so... sucked ass, by the way. That match against Roman yeah, was awful. Was... Oh. But it was like, you know what? If that's it, that was a great set. Like, you lost to the right guy. It should have been the one, the guy to beat the street to begin. Brock didn't need it. Uh, Undertaker even no. talked about that. He said that it should have been Roman and not Brock. But it's like, I know what you're saying, though. Like, But then, if you remember, a few months later, after all this, um, another uh, super chat. I'll get to that in just a second. Thank you, Marty. I will. Uh, I have that up on my screen here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. Um, but, uh, so... Um, a couple of months after what we're talking about, they did like the, I think it was like some sort of raw anniversary or something or other. And Thundertaker came out and everyone thought he was going to like announce his retirement that night. And he came out and did pretty much the same speech he did on Sunday, except like he said that he's going to keep making people rest in peace. So it was like, wait, he isn't done. Wait, I thought this was going to be him like walking away. He's not done. And to his credit, he had a really good tag team match. Him and Roman versus Drew and uh, Shane. That was dope, yeah. 
really good. But do I think that the Undertaker's final match was a boneyard? I mean, I thought the boneyard match was good, but like I thought that was awesome. But 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 that's not how the Undertaker's career is no. gonna actually end. He's gonna fit it. It'll it'll be in the ring. I think I'm with you, Jesse. If they would have done some sort of tribute video package, he could even come out and say something along the same lines of, "Hey, you still do the been, PR." Yeah, it's been 30 years. Uh, I'm I'm ready to hang him up, uh, but you know, I want the I want the Undertaker's hands to be here when I say my goodbyes. You know, something like that. Like I'm still around. This isn't the big final farewell. I'm gonna do this in front of fans, and then we do it in front of fans. Like he can acknowledge like. Because the, I don't know, it just is what it is. I don't know why I'm even getting yeah. upset about it. Like, <clears throat> I'm glad he got a tribute, but there's just no part of me that believes he's never going to show up again. No. Especially, I mean, imagine WrestleMania rolls around and we have fans again. Um, and, and I don't know if that's what's going to happen, which is hypothetically Seems speaking. like it, if it's going to be in Tampa. Yeah, it very well could. So... And, and Vince calls the Undertaker and goes, hey, what kind of shape you in, Mark? And he's like, pretty <laughs> pretty, pretty good shape. And it's like, you uh, you want to have a real one against AJ? It's like, yep. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I think, yeah. he, like, because he knows that with the right opponent, he can still go out on that one last. Yes, and the right opponent. Whether it'll work or not, who knows? But, like, that's why he came, that's why he initially came back this last year. He was going to be done. And he was like, well, if anybody can can pull an incredible match out of me again, it's, it's AJ Styles. And I guarantee there's still part of Undertaker that still believes that that, that can happen. Um, doesn't necessarily even have to be AJ. I mean, they have good... Imagine if someone like Cesaro was in a position where it'd be like a believable match. Like Cesaro would be able to have a great match with Undertaker. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, like there's there's plenty of people on the roster that I think are capable of it. It's just a matter of like who's at a high enough level that the Undertaker would even want to like entertain mm-hmm. entertain that. But anyway, I think we're all on the same page here. Like, I mean, if that is it, that's, you know, but uh, yeah. I just I just don't. There's no way, you know? There's just no way. Yeah, there's just no way. I mean, like I said, if you love that, more power to you. Like, I'm not hating anyone. Like, this is clearly just my opinion, and I'm open to others. I can completely see how someone would have loved it, gotten emotional, which is okay. You're allowed to cry. Men are allowed to cry, just FYI. And, like, but just for me personally, I just, meh. Yeah. I just felt meh. What did Marty say? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Marty, thank you very much for the donation. Says, just landed. Sorry I missed the show, but had to donate and say happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you, Marty. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. I hope your travels were safe and everything. Yes, thank you very much, Marty. Thank you very much for... Yeah. Yeah, thanks for always supporting the show, and uh, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving as well. I'm going to change that GIF, GIF, whatever... He, Marty always donates the ten bucks, and I really appreciate it. Um, there's some other ideas I have for that ten outside of uh, outside of Ty Dillinger. So just because Marty likes to do that, uh, likes to do that amount, I'll change the GIF so uh, it'll be a surprise next time when I when I pull up. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much Survivor Series. I don't know if there's anything else that. Uh, why don't you tell uh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Sir. 
Um, I was going to say, well, if you want to go ahead and just tell everyone what to do about subscribing and stuff, I'll get the uh, sponsors ready to go. And if there's any last-minute Super okay. Chats, we'll, uh, we'll address those and all that good stuff. Yes, of course. Thank you, everyone, first of all, for being so flexible with me. I have to get these lovely shots all the time. So um, it just it really means a lot that everyone was still around and everyone. And thank you so much, Stephen, for taking the, the lead position there. Like, seriously, I, oh, yeah. we no always problem. try our best. And I, I try my best to, like, be flexible with this. But I was like, I really want to get on there and go on here before, especially before Thanksgiving. And so thank you, Stephen. And thank you, everyone. It meant a lot. So... Sure, yeah. no problem. I was able to get this shot. So, um, yeah. So basically, if thank you so much, everyone, for your super chats. If you have any last minute stuff, go right ahead. Once we get through the sponsors and everything, we will, um, we will get right to those. Thank you, everyone who's donated so far. Thank you to everyone in the chat. We love our chat. We love our donators. We love everybody. It's such a good vibe in here, and that's why we do this every week. We love it so much. We are so thankful for you guys, and. If you want more like-minded people, excuse me, more like-minded people in the chat watching these, then do us a favor. And if you like this, please do subscribe to the channel. And if you do subscribe to the channel, and if you like this video, or if you don't want to subscribe but you liked it, please do give this video a thumbs up because it really does help the algorithm. It helps get more like-minded, cool vibe people into the chat, into the live streams, into the subscriptions, and we can have more fun, thoughtful, engaging discussions with that are not bad or anything. So. It really does help, so please do give this video a thumbs up if you like it. If you, I mean, I'm not forcing anyone to. That's not cool. We can't and, make you, but <laughs> yeah, I can't make you smash that like. But it, it, smashing like is appreciated, and so is smashing that subscribe button. And that way, because obviously today we don't usually podcast. We usually podcast on Tuesdays, but yesterday was pretty busy. Today's pretty busy, but we wanted to get something done today, and it was kind of like sudden because we did a time change kind of thing so if you subscribe you know right away when we're going live because you'll get a nice little notification about it and uh yeah so go ahead all right so we I'm have to go sponsors. to the restroom while you go through the sponsors <laughs> sounds good so we got music city toys and collectibles they are the place to be for pretty much anything when it comes to merchandise i mean i get a lot of action figures from them they have magazines dvds they have autographed 8x10s, autographed action figures, uh, pretty much anything you can think of. I mean, old programs from like old shows and stuff like that. And they're really nice people and they'll give you fair business. Really, really easy to deal with. Um, that's, once again, Music City Toys and Collectibles. Let's see what they have going on on their page right now. They're always doing cool uh, uh, sales and stuff like that. So we have, this is from November, so this is just five days ago. They got a sale going on right now, Magazine Mania Claim Sale. So basically, I'll, I'll should just pull this right up. So, right now, so this is a perfect example of how easy it is at, at Music Studios and Collectibles. On their, on their Facebook page right now, you can literally see these things are all for sale. And if you want them, you just claim them. It says how much the price is, <clears throat> and that includes shipping. So let's say that uh, I know that there's people that have already claimed a lot of these. You can see on the replies, but let's just say there was no reply here. And I wanted this W, this old WCW magazine from. Geez, I don't even know how. Let's see how long ago this was. I can't even. From 1997. Um, if I wanted that magazine for 1997 from WCW, I know it's 12 bucks. I could reply right there, 
but I want it. They literally will invoice me on PayPal and then they ship it out. That's the exact price, no extra shipping costs. Shows up usually pretty darn fast. Um, they also do actual live sales where Chad, who runs Music City Toys and Collectibles, he'll be on camera with items, say how much they are. If you're there live in the chat and you want it, you say it. They do it the same way. They just PayPal you an invoice. You just pay it, and then that's that's it. Very, very, very easy. So support them because they support us. Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are awesome people. They will give you fair business, and they have awesome, awesome stuff that you can buy over there. Also, speaking of awesome, WrestleRumble.com. Shout out to Hannah Moore, who won the Survivor Series Pick'em Contest. This chick is just... I'm... I can't, I'm not going to say jealous because I'm happy for I'm very happy for her. But I, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. She she won the – this was for 500 bucks. She won 500 bucks here at WrestleRumble.com. And she's won a total of probably 10 replica belts from their raffles. I mean, killing it. So shout out to Hannah Moore. I mean, incredible. Incredible. Like, <clears throat> the, the, the raffles is luck. Right, like that's like you you pay your dollar, you pay however many you want. It's you versus four thousand people. She just somehow has the luck there. This is a this is skill. Like you you beat all of us in Survivor Series picks. I mean, in one five hundred bucks. Well done, Hannah. Um, so that all being said, there's another raffle going on that's going to end the night of NXT Takeover uh, War Games. They're one dollar entries again, and these are for the mini title belts. Uh, these things, I, I believe, they're about a foot long, um, but they look identical to the belts. Like they're they're just really small versions or much smaller versions that still look legitimate and still have like all the same type of materials, and they're really great for displaying because you could obviously there's you have a lot more room to put these than you would gigantic uh, belts. And like I said, they look just like the real thing. They're really cool. They're going to be giving one person 20 of these belts. So, um, <laughs> that's, and it's insane. Like, some of these belts are worth, like, around $100. Like, I, I looked into them. Like, they're, like, they're, like, 60. Some of them are, like, 30. Some are, like, 60, 80. And the Fiend belt, I think, is over 100. Like, for $1, someone's going to win 20 of these things. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> WrestleRumble.com is insane. I just talked to Matt, the guy that runs it the other day. Mm -hmm. um, I stay in touch with him. and yeah, I'll, I'm always giving him props. He says hello, by the way. He's always uh, saying how much he's loving our show and stuff. But oh, um, but what they're, what they're doing at WrestleRumble is just so cool. Like This past weekend, four people won these title belts. And these were like the $400. Yeah, and these were like the $400 like actual replica belts here. Um they gave away the AEW, NXT, ECW, and National Wrestling Alliance titles over the weekend. Just incredible prizes. So once again, WrestleRumble.com, jump on there. For $1, you can win 20 of these replica mini belts. I mean, mind-blowing prizes right now. Always mind-blowing prizes, but especially like 20 mini belts. That's that's awesome. Um, for those of you who might be thinking, like, mini belts, it sounds kind of lame. No, these things look really fucking cool. Like, I would love to win this contest and display these things in my office. Like, man. Yeah, they look legit. Yeah. Awesome stuff. And, as always, got my brother, Brian Jensen. You can follow him on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He is a co-owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, 
which is a gym in Atlanta, Georgia. He works with Parkinson's Foundations. Uh, he can help you reach your goals, whether you're looking to lose weight, get in better shape, learn how to throw hands, learn self-defense. Uh, if you want to compete at a amateur or professional level in boxing or mixed martial arts, you just need a guy to hold pads for you, whatever it is, Brian can help you. And he's also 100% certified with these neurological um, things like Parkinson's and dystonia and, and muscular dystrophy, those kind of things. Brian is an expert at this stuff and can help anyone of any age with all of these things. Um, what I've recently started doing is I actually have a lot of his recordings and he does a lot of stretch and he does a lot of stretches. So like, even if you're not like looking for specific things, I'll get up sometimes, they're about an hour long, and I will literally like just stretch out with my brother on the screen and just go through the, and it, and it isn't like labor intensive. Like, like I don't come out of these things like sore, like I just worked out. I just come out of it like feeling good, feeling loose, and like, you know, it isn't painful or hard for anyone to do. So all those kind of things going on for Brian, you can see here through his Instagram account, um, you can see that's him in his gym. He'll meet you at your at your business. This is uh, one of his fighters, one of cool trophy. Um, that's the gym. That's the ring in his gym. So they got a lot of really cool stuff going on. He'll meet you at your at your business. He'll meet you at your house. He'll meet you in a park. Doesn't matter. He'll meet you on Zoom, Skype, whatever, anywhere in the world. So hit him up, Boxing ATL, and just like all of our sponsors, if you let them know that me and Jesse sent you their way. I promise you get a really, really, really good deal on whatever you're trying to do. So that's everything I've got. You can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I do the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every weekend, talking pretty much just a ton of pro wrestling stuff. And that's available at Fightful.com, part of their Patreon service. I have more videos coming up soon for all things MMA on YouTube. I've been writing lists and editing videos lately, so... Um, a lot of content coming out there and just make sure to, you know, you're subscribed to the fight talk podcast feed on all major platforms. I upload all the audio from this show there and I do a weekly audio podcast for mixed martial arts with my friend, John Mosley. I also do random wrestling interviews. I have some stuff uh, coming up soon from the world of independent wrestling. That I think a lot of people are going to be interested in listening Girl, to. Stop. Stop doing oh. that. Sorry. Right, you're good. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but that was pretty much it. Uh, I just try to keep everything updated on my Twitter. So once again, fight talk underscore. I'll try to keep you updated on the stuff that I'm working on. And Jesse, I've got you pulled up right here. Yay. Sorry about that. They're, they broke the screen for the third time on our screen door. <laughs> and so uh, they're passing toys. Through the, I'm trying. I feel bad. But um, anyways, um. So I'm watching them through the camera, just trying to make sure they're not up to shenanigans, which they wouldn't if they're girls. But um, anyways, so yes, so obviously you can follow. Honey, you need to stop. You need to stop putting them through the screen. Stop. Oh my God, she's not even listening. Okay. Um. So yeah, so obviously you can follow me on Twitter if you want all of my live reactions to um, Ohio State. You watch me melt down over Ohio State. You can watch me melt down over Raw sometimes. AW Dynamite's going to be on tonight. That'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully, there'll be a lot of fun stuff to uh, talk about then. That's where you can see all like, my live reactions. Um, but if you want to see more of me, if you want to see more of me, <laughs> um, you can go to my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Buckeye. 
if you want to DM me, that's where you go. I answer messages every day over there. I've never taken a day off. So, yeah, I talk with people over there. It's a great time. We have a lot of fun. Onlyfans.com slash Jessica. It's the best way to support me and my family directly. Other than this fantastic, amazing, awesome YouTube channel that I'm running with Steven. Thank you so much, Steven, again for everything you do for us. Super awesome. Thanks. Super appreciate it. No, I really appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, um, like I said, give this video a thumbs up if you like it. Subscribe to the channel if you want to see more. And um, that's it for I hope everyone has a freaking amazing Thanksgiving and is safe and healthy and has a great day and sleeps. And if you choose to go Black Friday shopping, don't be a meanie. Wear a mask, social distance, do all that. Just be safe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. I almost forgot to mention it. I want to bring up on Friday. I think it's, yeah. On Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, I'll be returning to Throwback 27's uh, oh, live awesome. chat. So if y'all want to check that out, he's a big supporter of the show and does a lot of stuff with Fightful. And he's a really good guy. Pat, really, really good dude. And uh, so make sure to subscribe to his channel too. It's Throwback 27. And I'll be going live with him on Friday. Um, so if you want to check that out, uh, you know, you might, you might enjoy it. So that's everything I've got. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, I don't know when we'll be, we'll be back next, probably Tuesday, I'm guessing of, uh, this upcoming week. Uh, but make sure you're subscribed to this channel here and make sure that you are following both of us on Twitter because then you'll be notified just like today on when we go live, even if it ends up being a random day and a random time. So that's everything I've got. Happy Thanksgiving y'all.